Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to share this episode with you because it's actually a Facebook Live that I did in my free Facebook group, uh, Find Freedom with Food. If you want to join, if you're not a member, you can find it on Facebook. I can also put the link in the description, but I do have a free Facebook group and I like to jump in there live occasionally when I feel inspired and and that's what I did on this day. And I had had a conversation with a dear friend, one of my best friends, that um, prompted me to feel inspired to want to share this in my group. So in this episode, I'm talking all about emotions. If you emotionally eat or feel like you stuff down your emotions with food, this will be a great listen for you. And I talk about so many helpful things related to feeling instead of eating. I also talk about one of my personal experiences with feeling and processing intense emotion and how I did that and how I do that for intense emotions. And if you are someone who really wants to be free from emotional eating, feel that peace around food, feel truly nourished in your relationship with food, this episode is going to be a great starting place for you to just understand what emotions are. And maybe you have an idea of, well, I know what an emotion is. However, I just want you to have a listen because I think it's going to give you some special insights and maybe some different uh, ways of seeing emotions that will help you to feel more empowered with food instead of uh, defaulting to emotional eating as a way to uh, stuff down emotions. So take the time for yourself to listen all the way through and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so the reason I'm jumping in the group is because I just feel inspired to chat with you about something specifically around stuffing down emotions and stuffing down emotions with food, especially. So I was talking to one of my best friends today, actually not talking live, but um, she video messaged me and I was listening to her video and then I messaged her back. And one of the things that she was talking about that she just realized, and I already kind of knew this about her, but you know, being from an outside perspective, it's sometimes easy to see other people's patterns before they see it themselves. And obviously I'm her friend, I'm not her coach. So I never bring these things up unless she brings them up. So today she brought up the um, realization that I stuffed down my my emotions uh, with food. She knew she was an emotional eater, but she didn't realize how severely she was stuffing down her emotions. And so I just listened and, you know, turned it off and then was planning on replaying later. And then I just thought about it and I was like, you know, this is so common in everybody that I interact with and, you know, especially women that I coach, 
but just just w- women in general and probably men too it's just that i interact more with women in this way and women tend to open up about these things more and they tend to be more self-aware as well in a lot of ways not always but anyway um so i decided to message her back and i was just discussing with her how it is so normal However, it doesn't serve us right when we stuff it down, especially with food. We there's a lot of it gives us a temporary um, relief, maybe, but it doesn't give us what we ultimately want in our life, right? It's like a temporary escape that always has a negative on the other side of it. And as truly nourished women, women, um, which is what we're all aspiring to be, right? Sometimes we have to face the discomfort to be truly nourished. And so I just want to talk about emotions and just riff on that for a little bit because I think one of the reasons people stuff them down is because they just don't understand emotions and what they are. So first I just want to say emotions are literally just energetic vibrations in our body. Whatever the emotion is, if it's um, a feeling of stress, a sadness, anger, frustration, guilt, shame. I mean, just any emotion you can think of. It has an energetic signature in the body. So for example, you know the difference, what it feels like in your body when you're happy and joyful, excited about something versus when you're sad or maybe grieving. There's a very different energetic signature that you experience inside your body. And then sometimes certain emotions even um, manifest with certain physical sensations or representations such as grief and sadness can also include tears, crying, um, anger can increase, uh, can include, uh, like hotness in our body. Anxiety can sometimes include, um, feelings of in our solar plexus area or in our chest. It just, every person experiences emotions differently. However, those are some common signatures. So, Just first understand this, when you're feeling emotions and maybe wanting to turn to food to stuff them down, to not experience that emotion, first thing to remember is this is just a vibration for a second. Why is it doing that? Just a second, ladies. Okay. Um, It's just a vibration coursing through your body. So I want you to imagine sensations in our body. We experience them all the time. Hunger and fullness is one of them. Um, what are other sensations that we experience in our body, hot and cold, or when you put something on your skin, such as lotion, you, uh, feel the sensation of the lotion on your skin. Maybe it's a little cool. Um, it's, it's moisturizing. It's, (laughs) it feels like lotion, right? Every, our body is constantly receiving sensations. Um, Imagine having a full bladder, right? You experience that. That's why you feel that in your body, you sense it. And so you go to the restroom to relieve yourself. Like these are all sensations. And so what I want to do is bring emotions into this more so normal everyday thing that we don't have to be afraid of. Just like we, I I just use this example because we all can relate to it, right? Just like we all have to relieve our bladders during the day. It's normal. It's natural. It's easy. It's just what we do. We don't even think twice about it normally, right? Um, 
emotions can be the same way. We don't have to be afraid of them. We can be safe to feel them. We don't have to make them wrong. We don't have to judge them. So one of the reasons why people, there's a lot of reasons why people can have difficulty feeling their emotions. And there are certain traumas and things that can happen in our life that makes coping more difficult for us when it comes to emotional triggers and whatnot. But I'm just talking about in general day-to-day life, like the natural flow of a human being experiences of emotions. Um, Oftentimes in our life, maybe as children or other times in our life, but oftentimes it happened when we're as children because we're we're very imprinted then and these things stay with us because we were so uh, from the ages of like zero to seven, so um, easy to be impressed upon at that age. Um, perhaps a person experienced a certain emotion and they got um, disciplined for it or they were shamed for it or maybe they were laughed at for it, or they were judged for that ex- uh, expressing that emotion as a child. And all of these types of things can then lead to, as an adult, just not wanting to experience your emotions because you have this attachment to maybe all emotions or just certain emotions that that emotion is wrong. That emotion it sh- shouldn't be felt it should be pushed down it should not be shown it should um you know there's just a judgment about it so if you're feeling the pull to go eat food because of an emotion or just maybe you stuff it down in other ways there's so many ways we can stuff our emotions um however because of this you know the teachings that i do it's all around food we're going to specifically talk about emotional eating one of the reasons are, um, I just lost my train of thought. Hold on. Um, we easily turn to food, but, oh, one of the reasons we do that is because we're making a judgment about our emotion and we don't want to fully feel it. So the question to ask yourself in those moments is, why don't I want to feel this? Am I afraid to feel this? Am I ashamed to feel this? Do I believe I'm wrong for feeling this? Um, Am I scared to feel this? Why don't I want to feel this? Do you recall an experience in your life when you felt that emotion or expressed that emotion and it had a negative um, effect on like someone did something to you because of that and now you're afraid to feel it? You feel unsafe feeling it? Um, It could be a multitude of things. You don't necessarily have to get to the root of why, but I just want you to be curious. Why am I afraid to feel this? The other thing to ask yourself is, because this is so common, is that people maybe aren't afraid to feel. They just won't give themselves the time and space to feel. Because um, sometimes emotions, especially the more intense ones, they can take some time to fully process through us. In general, an emotion will last for 90 seconds in the body, like the intensity of it. It's it's a once again, it's a vibration in your body coming from a chemical reaction in your body. And um that will metabolize, it'll pass through within 90 seconds. The problem is often when people don't fully feel their feelings, they judge them, they push them down, 
they think about them too much for they, rather than just feeling them, they overanalyze them or they judge them. This keeps them triggering and triggering and triggering. So um, something that could just be felt and moved on from um, continues to bubble up and bubble up and bubble up, right? I want you to think of like little children, a toddler, one, two years old, when they're having a tantrum or they're upset or they're sad or they cry, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, they're upset. They will process through that super quickly and be able to move on, right? That's because they are just in their bodies at that age and they're not analyzing the emotion. They're not judging the emotion. They're just fully experience it in their body and they're able to feel it express it and move on very quickly. And as adults, if we could do that too, if we could just take the time for ourselves, the space for ourselves, whether that's five minutes, three minutes, an hour, five days to just, you know, it depends on the emotion that we have to process. Um, if we could give ourselves that time or space to do and to do that, it would serve us in so many ways in our life. Right. Um, but so many people, because they have a lot of self-judgment or just judgments in general around giving themselves time and space to process emotions, those emotions don't get processed. And then they keep coming up as whenever they do. And then a person tends to want to escape from them and stuff them down with food. Another thing that can happen is um, as a child, if you expressed emotions, but then your caregiver often gave you food to soothe that emotion. Another thing that can happen now as an adult is that you can have a connection like experience emotion, eat food, experience emotion, eat food, because that neural pathway, that connection was made in your brain. So that's another thing that can happen. But no matter what the original um, reason for the emotional eating started for a person, the only way to not emotionally eat is the willingness to feel emotions. And so this is a process that you just have, it's a skill that you just have to learn. It's a process you have to practice, a skill you have to practice. And, um, and getting back to my friend, awareness is the first step. She's finally super, super aware, like this is what I do. And I also know that for her, she is one of those people that doesn't believe she can take the time or the space to process her emotions. She's very much an overdoer, has to accomplish the to-do list, has a lot of self-judgment about um, having to get everything done in the day. Not, not uh, There's a people-pleasing tendencies with this friend. And um, she's aware of all this and she's working on all this stuff. But... But now she has an even deeper awareness and it just inspired me to talk to you guys today about emotions and emotional eating because it's just such a, a huge thing for every human being in terms of being able to cope with our emotions in a very healthy and productive way because we're always going to be experiencing them. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is when you think about emotions and why we might want to stuff them down with food is there's this other thing to imagine. I'm going to use the analogy of a glass because remember once again, emotions are just energy in our body, like vibrations. You know, um, when you hear music and, and, and some, a, a speaker vibrates or you hear music and you can feel the vibrations through the floor or, um, or 
it's just like everything is vibrations. Everything is energy. So music is an energy. Um, every, <laughs> like everything is just vibrating at a subatomic level. <laughs> That's a whole nother story, but including our bodies and emotional triggers, once again, are, are vibrations caused by these, um, chemical reactions in our body because there's energy released during, if any of you who, uh, studied chemistry, whether it was in high school or in college, you, you know that in chemistry, energy is released during chemical reactions and whatnot. That's happening inside of our body. That's why we're experiencing emotions. So they're nothing to be afraid of. They're just something to be felt. But they're, but once again, it's all the self judgment and the meanings we make about them, um, that makes them difficult for us to process. So we just have to realize that. But what I want to share with you that might be really, really helpful in feeling, um, more confident in not stuffing your emotions down with food, feeling more confident in the willingness to practice not stuffing emotions down with food is to first recognize why it might soothe you a little bit. Because imagine a glass, an empty glass, like a glass that you drink out of. Imagine it empty. Now, if you take your finger and do the ping, you know, like ping against the glass, if you've ever done that or uh, anything of glassware, and it's empty, you can flick it with your finger and it go ping, right? To a certain degree, it has, a, it vibrates, right? But then let's say you fill it with water and then you, you do that, you flick it with your finger. It doesn't ping, it kind of goes clunk, dunk. It's like, it's deadens it, right? The vi Because of the substance in the glass, the vibration is um, like deadened is the, the only word I can think of at the moment. And so... Imagine our bodies as these vessels, as a glass, for example. Um, emotions are the energy coursing through our body. So when we put food into our body, it does kind of dullen, decrease the intensity, the sensation of the emotion. However, so it's, it, it and plus some serotonin can be released, released from food is released. Um, chemicals in our brain that kind of soothe us as well when we eat food. However, once again, right, it doesn't process the emotion if we stuff it down. If we put food in our body to deaden the sensation of it um, or to distract from it or to release the chemicals in our brain to help make us feel better for just a brief moment, we don't process the emotion. So nothing really gets resolved. The emotional trigger, right, in our life, whatever's happening in our life or within us in our mind is not resolved and so it's, once again, it's the temporary relief that, but it doesn't solve anything, right? So I want you to imagine like when you ping a glass, if the glass is empty and it goes ping, it dissipates eventually. The ping stops. The vibration will stop. You don't have to put water in the glass to make the vibration stop. You can do the ping on the glass. And it'll make the noise, the, you know, it'll vibrate for a while. It's just like our bodies. We can be triggered and all of a sudden we feel the emotion. We feel things bubbling up. We feel stress bubbling up, whatever it might be, some fear bubbling up inside of us. And if we just allow the vessel to be open, our body to be open to that, allowing to it, just like the glass stops vibrating, our bodies will stop that vibration too. The emotion will dissipate. So the way that we do this is we 
once again, open up to it. I want you to imagine like literally opening up your body. Let's say you're going to give somebody you love a hug and you just open up to them and you embrace them. It's like, do this with, with your emotions. Just take a deep breath and open up to it. Breathe. Like, ah, oh, it's okay to feel this emotion. It's okay to just breathe and allow it to be there. It will dissipate just like the vibration in the glass will stop in just a few moments. That if you fully embrace the emotion, allow it to be there, breathe into it and just allow your body to relax into the emotion through your breath, right? Through the relaxation of the body, that vibration is going to course through your body and release so much more quickly, okay? So that's what I want to leave you with to help you feel more confident practicing feeling your emotions instead of stuffing them down, feel more confident practicing feeling safe with them because they're natural, normal, meant to be there and meant to be felt. The, we just have to remember the challenges with emotions is not the emotions themselves. The challenge that comes with emotions is the unwillingness to just not want to experience or feel them. And once again, going back to what I started with at the beginning, the reason that this happened is because of stories that we've created, whether they came from other people in our lives, whether it came from like a, a micro trauma when we were a child, like maybe we got scolded for crying or we got scolded for being angry or we got laughed at at, at school because we expressed an emotion. It could be small things, but it, it just could be things we hear from culture, things we see in the media, in movies, on television. There's so much programming around emotions that can make us then judge our own emotions and not want to feel them. But we just have to remember, just like we empty our bladders as an, a normal, healthy human being, we also feel and process emotions in the same just relaxed, nonchalant, neutral sort of way as we go use the restroom. I just want you guys to shift your perspective in that way. Um to see them as neutral, natural, safe to experience. And they don't have to be scary. They don't have to be bad. They don't have to be stuffed down, right, to to deal with them. And to the willingness to begin to practice this is how you become an expert at feeling your emotions. And the one thing, I, the last thing that I will say is, um, so today when I'm recording this, it's September 23rd and it was September 23rd that I had to put my beloved dog Harvey to sleep. Um, he was 16 and a half years old and it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to experience in my life. And I came home and for, I would say three full days, it was just waves of grief that would overcome my body, but I gave myself the time and the space to process it. I just took care of myself. I spent time outdoors. I laid in the grass. I talked to my supportive family and friends. Um, I just allowed myself to be with it. 
And when the grief, the waves of grief would come up, the sadness would come up, the missing him would come up, um, I would just allow it all to come out. Sometimes there was like loud sobbing happening, right? But I just allowed it. And the grief went from a 10, like an intensity of a 10, like just so uncomfortable to a one in just a matter of moments. And yes, the waves would come again, but I'd feel it and then it would dissipate. And by, I would say the third or fourth date after I had to put him to sleep, the third or fourth day after uh, um, I put him to sleep, uh, I, I was back to my normal self. Yes, I still felt the sadness for him. And yes, you know, every once in a while I would still cry again, but the intensity of it, that just like, how am I going to get through this feeling that was gone? I was on the other side of the grief. There was still a few months of processing. Um, but now two years later, like today is the anniversary of his passing and I have not even cried yet today. Now, a few weeks down the road, I might listen to a song that reminds me of him because there's so many things that will remind me of him and I might have a moment of tears, but that pain is not there. It's just like, oh, I miss him, but it's not painful, okay? And that's just an example from my own personal life of how I processed intense emotions. And there's been other moments, but that's one of the most recent ones in the last couple of years that was really intense. And so it's uh, just giving yourself the time and the space to process it. Once again, whether it's a minute to just take some breaths, whether it's I need to process something for a day or five days, whatever you can do to arrange your life and being able to give yourself space the timeouts that you need for that self-care to feel and process is going to serve you in not only your relationship with food, but just in every area of your life. So I'm sending you all so much love. I've got so many exciting things coming in the future. Uh, right now I have one-on-one -on -one coaching spots available if you feel called to heal your relationship with food, to become that truly nourished woman in your life, whoever she is for you. We can do that in a highly interactive, safe space. Um, walk hand in hand with me where I'm your coach, support your, your mentor in that way. It's Voxer coaching. Primarily, we'd have an initial session on Zoom face to face, but then primarily the remainder of our time of working together, whether it's a month or two months or three months um, or longer, uh, would be on a walkie talkie app called Voxer. So it's a messaging app where we can talk voice messages to each other or text messages. So that way, you know, day to day, um, I'll have hours in my day where I can respond to your messages and support you. So it's like coaching in the moment. Whereas, you know, in traditional types of coaching or even counseling, you might meet a practitioner once a week, every couple of weeks, but this is helps you break through faster and make shifts and changes in what I call embody the practices that you need to embody faster because I'm able to support you day to day more in the moment, right? Um, 
So that's available. Message me if you are interested at all and we, or if you have questions about it at all, whether it's right for you or you just want to talk more about it, message me. Um, the other thing that I have coming, it's probably going to be January-ish where um, we do the live coaching aspect of it. I'm working in the background right now to create the, the teachings and the, what would be the modules, the, the coaching portal online where you can log in and listen to the teachings, but it's going to be something called the peace process. That's the name I'm going with right now. Now that might change eventually, but this is going to be the foundational elements of of the foundational elements that practices that every person needs to work on to get out of patterns of restricting and overeating. It's also going to have an emotional feeling your feelings without food component too, but it's really all about practicing the principles of intuitive eating, but not just knowing them, practicing them and being them because we can read books, we can go to podcasts and listen to things, we can um, even hire coaches and learn things, but if we don't practice them in our life, then we don't necessarily make the shifts that we truly desire to make and we keep repeating the old habits and patterns with our food. So this is really about not only teaching you what you need to know, but then coaching you through these processes so that you can have that peaceful relationship with food, that easy relationship with food, that freedom around food, that feeling of sense of control and self-trust that you want around, want around food. And all these things that I'm going to be teaching are things that I have practiced and now embody in my own life that has allowed me to have the most easy, breezy relationship with food that I'm able to totally nourish my body the way that I want to. I feel great. I feel um, energized. I feel good with food and the way that I'm eating food and the way that I'm nourishing myself, not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally as well. And so these things that I'm going to be teaching are all the things that I practiced to really get to this place of, you know, years back being a binge eater and in bulimia and, and finally getting to this place today in my life where I am free completely. Once again, the peace, the ease, the free freedom. Those are all the words, the true nourishment, right? The words that, um, I love to come back to and use because that's the experience. And, if you all feel called to that, stay tuned because I'm going to be launching a pre-sale price for that program. Uh, so it'll be, when I first launch it, it'll be at a reduced price. So the, the ones who are like the, I'm ready, I want to do it. I'm ready to take action and to heal my relationship with food. Um, if you're ready to jump in sooner, you will get the best pricing for that because by the time January comes around, it'll be um, the full price. And I don't know what that's going to be yet. I haven't fully decided, but um, my prices are typically an investment. I really value investing in myself. And I know that women who are willing to invest in themselves 
are the ones who really are committed to their transformation and becoming who they truly want to become. And that is the type of woman that I love to work with. So that's why my prices are what they are, because this stuff that I teach is extremely valuable. It's extremely life-changing. And I want women who come into these containers is the word like these coaching spaces, these coaching containers that I set up. I want them to be super committed basically and um, ready to show up for themselves. And just the financial investment is part of that piece. And so that's just a heads up. It's, it's um, typically my prices are up in the, f- the four figures for my coaching programs in the thousands. So that is because we're here to get transformation. I'm here to deliver you so much value because on the other side of that, the value you get returned to you through being that version of yourself who is a truly nourished woman, who is peaceful with food, it's so worth it, right? And I want to show up my best for you and be, and be able to serve you at my highest capacity and, and help you at my highest capacity. So I need to have that equal financial exchange for myself as well. But just know that if you get in early, the prices will be the best that they're going to be because um, if you wait, (laughs) it's going to go up to the full price. So stay tuned. I'm so excited to do more trainings leading up to that and just talk to you guys more and support you more. You know this group is here for you. You have to make it what you wanted. This is a free group, right? And I love coming in here and chatting with you guys, but if I don't get any response from you or any feedback, or if you don't um, engage at all, I don't really know how to support you in this group. So I'm going to still come and I'm still going to chat with you, but the more you engage, the more I can even support you for um, your unique areas that you need support in by creating content that addresses that, whether it's in the group or on the podcast. Uh, So I'm going to sign off because I am one who gets long-winded. I just love talking to you all. Um, I'm so excited to talk about these things so I can go on and on forever. But Thank you for being here. If you listened to this whole thing and you made it to the end, oh my goodness, congratulate yourself because that shows that you care about you and taking the time to just nourish yourself in this way by uh, learning about something that is going to serve you and for uh, just being here and still being here and still walking the walk to your version of being a truly nourished woman who is living her best life, whatever that is for you. All right. Take care. I will see you soon. Bye-bye. Hi. As I mentioned in the Facebook Live, the peace process will be coming live in January. Now, it is on pre-sale, so you can enroll now at a reduced price. Like I mentioned in the episode, the price will go up as we approach January. Right now, for those who are ready to jump in, you can enroll at 3333. That's 3333. This will be the lowest price it will be now and ever because once... I do this program 
through one time, it will probably be available ongoing and it will be at a higher price. So this is your opportunity if you want to play in my world to jump in now to work on your relationship with food so that you can finally have that true ease, peace, and freedom in your relationship with food. We are going to be diving into so many fabulous things that are going to help you make the shifts and changes you desire. And if you want to get in now, and if you do get in now, you're going to get some bonuses and just have access to some teachings and trainings now sooner uh, and not have to wait till January. So you you will not only get it at a lower price, you'll also get to start sooner as well. However, that being said, the live uh, coaching component will not start till probably around mid-January. But that does not mean that you can't start working on your relationship with food right now if you want to be one of the first to enroll. And once again, you're going to get the lowest prices because as time goes on, I'm going to do um, probably an early bird price and then a final price. So right now, it's technically on pre-sale. So you are the first to know. And those who are ready to go, let's go. Just message me and I will send you more information and a payment link. Of course, you can always ask questions and we can chat about it too, but just know it's available. And if now's the time for you, I'm ready to serve and support you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love it if you leave a five-star rating and written review for the show. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Feel free to tag me on Instagram so that I can say thank you. Let's all rise and change the world by living as truly nourished women together. If you want to work with me, head to my site, RebeccaLaurelHill.com, or send me a direct message on socials and I'll be in touch. See you on the next episode. Much love to you.